Welcome to the Small Biz Buzz, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the unsung heroes of the business world, small business owners, and entrepreneurs. In each episode, we'll dive into the trials, triumphs, and innovative solutions that drive these small ventures to success. Get ready for a dose of inspiration and insights as we shine a spotlight on the incredible individuals shaping the future, one small business at a time. And welcome to Small Biz Buzz. I'm your host, Michael Carter, along with my co-host, Billy Sinegritas. How are you today, sir? Good, Mike. What's going on, buddy? Not too much. We have a uh, special guest here today. Her name is Deborah Carter. No relation. Just kidding. A relation. She's my mother of 37 years. How are you, Debbie? Uh, I love you, Michael. That's uh, how I'm doing. Yeah, I love you, too. I love you, too. <laughs> Happy to have you on. I know you're a busy woman. Explain a little bit about what you do. Well, currently, I'm with a company called Neora. We're an anti-aging and wellness company, and our products are great for women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and above. And I wouldn't represent a company where I didn't think the products worked. I love the products. They work. They're all natural. Everybody's into all natural products now. And they're patented by Princeton University. So they are very different. They have novel molecules, and they work. So people love our products, and I love sharing them. Well, I can say they are great products. I use them too. Thank you for the family discount. I would prefer free 99, but I'll pay half price. So, Billy, you've known my mother nearly as long as I have. What do you have for her? Yeah, just want to start off by saying how excited I'm about this podcast. I know maybe Mike was a little hesitant early on. He's like, really, we got to interview my mom. Um, <laughs> but I was always looking forward to this because as a kid, as you know, neighborhood friends, childhood friends coming to this house, you were always busy. You were always hustling. You're always working. And, you know, we have a thing for our mothers and how they just, you know, they're workers, right? They, they, they figure things out. They raise the family. They, they help put food on the table. But I never really understood what you did in early on, right? I knew you were always selling. Um, tell us about that journey and how you started with sales and in, in, in business. I will. I'll go back to when I was 12 years old. My dad gave me a piece of advice. He said, um, we make money. We go out and work. We work hard to make our money. And ever since I was 12, I started babysitting. And then I worked in retail and, you know, all through school, went to college, became a teacher, worked in the corporate world. And then one day, all of a sudden, I had three kids, right? And it was really difficult for me to go back to to work with three kids we moved two hours away from our family so I didn't have babysitter so I had to be a stay-at-home mom which I absolutely loved but I wanted to afford them all of the things that I could give them and you know my husband was paying for the big stuff the mortgages the cars and, and all that and I wanted to give them the fun stuff so I decided I'm gonna do direct sales and be a stay-at-home mom and like you said work all day with the kids take care of the house my husband used to pull in the driveway and I would pull out and I was with a basket company Longaberger baskets for 10 years and I made really really good money and I built a team of other women that went out and did the same thing so I would go out two to three nights a week and work and my kids never thought I worked my whole entire life because I was home all the time my daughter did say mom you're on the phone an awful lot but that's because I was trying to reach out and get people to buy my product or book a party after that, um, we went to Silpata Designs because Longaberger closed up, bad management there. And Silpata was great. It was jewelry. And jewelry was a lot easier than home decor. So then 12 years later, that he sold a company. That company closed up. And then one day, somebody gave me a bottle of night treatment for your face. And I was getting older. And she said, Deb, you have to use this. It's phenomenal. 
five days, I saw a difference. So I said, I love it, but it is a little pricey. And she said, well, you could get it for free. If you get three friends to buy it, you'll get yours for free every month. It's like a referral Mm -hmm. program. So I said, I'm in. And I was like, wait a minute. I have all these wonderful skills from being in sales and recruiting and training and coaching that why not hop on board and do this business? So here I am 10 years later. It's a phenomenal company. We have four product lines. We did so well, the FTC came after us. And for five years, our CEO has been battling the FTC and we won on every single count. It's monumental for the industry. So um, I'm proud of my company. I'm proud of the products. I'm proud of my team. I love what I do. And that's just one part of what I do. The other part is I'm with an international company called Business Networking International, BNI. So what they do is they're a big networking group. And, you know, it, that solved my problem because when I was young, I was on the ball fields with the kids and in the dance studios, and I was meeting people, and they were loving my products. But when the kids grew up, I didn't, my, my network got smaller. So then I decided I was going to join BNI. So now I've been with BNI for 10 years and it's the marketing leg of my business. And I love BNI. I did so well at it that I was offered a position, part-time position in BNI to be a, a, a director over seven chapters. So that's what I do. So I'm responsible for the success of seven chapters, but it's in my wheelhouse. I have all the soft skills, selling, recruiting, training, and coaching. And I love what I do. I love helping people. And I feel like I don't work. My girlfriend says, when are you going to retire? I said, never. Why? What what am I going to do? Sit home and watch TV all day? So, and I love to read. So hence you see my stack of books here and you're welcome to take them home with you. All right. Thanks for having having you on the podcast. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I I find that so inspiring, so amazing because it's not till later on being in the world that we're in today, right? In networking and yeah. sales and recruiting, like you're yeah. you constantly have to be selling. It's not so much just a product, but you have to sell yourself, right? We're all sitting here for a reason. Yeah. We sold each other on something, right? And so I think that's it's so important. Um, so tell us about your mentors early on. What kind of help did you so have? So I really didn't have a lot of mentors, believe it or not. Um, I was a reader and I have books here. I've read uh, all of the John Maxwell books, Tom Barrett books, Dan Sullivan books, Brendan Burchard, Ivan Meisner. I love to read and they were my influencers. They're the ones I have to say that formed me. I didn't have any one person, go-to person that I could go to and get advice from. And maybe that was my fault because I'm a little shy, a little reserved, and now I'm not anymore. But I am an introvert. I like my downtime. I like my quiet time. Let's not forget Zig Ziglar. I remember seeing uh, those books everywhere Zig as a Ziglar kid. Zig Ziglar was my number one book I ever read and said, I will never work for anybody else in my life again. I'm going to work for myself. And he paved the way for me. See you at the top. And I'll never forget. It was such a big influence in my life. I still remember to this day where I read that book. And it was on the beach in Long Beach Island in Beach Haven. And the kids were young and I read that book and it changed my life. I can so speak to that. Um, I remember exactly where I was. I was reading uh, Kiyosaki, Robert Kiyosaki's oh, book, yeah. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yep. And I'm 50 pages in. Honestly, I'm taking the train to work. I was working, I was running a restaurant in, in Philadelphia. And that same day without telling my wife, I put my two weeks notice in. Wow, wow. 
I said, I'm going to fit this book. Is, it's speaking to me. Yes. So I, when you say that, like you had, that epiphany yes. moment, especially yes. in a book, that was it. I, I totally get it. Yes. I totally get it. That is awesome. So as a uh, successful businesswoman, how do you really juggle the, um, the family life and work balance? And how do you always stay happy? You always, you're always happy. <laughs> 37 years, I've never seen you mad once. No, no, I don't get, I really don't get mad. I, and I am happy. I, I think life is short and you have to just get from every day what you could get from it and be happy. Like I don't ever care what the weather is because the weather has no bearing on me. I can't control it. It is what it is. So I'm happy. You know, it could rain for five days in a row. I'm still happy. I don't know. I just love talking to people. I love helping people. I love telling people, you're great. You're the best. You know, thank you for what you do. Thank you for your, I'm always doing that. And people appreciate that. People don't hear that anymore. And that's one of the things that uh, BNI teaches you. It's called recognition. And that's one of the things my company teaches me, recognition. So we constantly recognize people. And when you give that recognition out to people, you're going to get that back. They're going to love you. And why not live in a loving world and be happy every day? Life is short. What were some of the things early on in your sales journey that you thought was very important for your job, but maybe not important at all, looking back at it? What people thought, what people thought about me. You know, I have a degree. I could go out and make a, a whole lot more money working in the corporate world, which I did. Worked in a pharmaceutical firm. But, um, you know, somebody said to my husband, your wife's really smart. Why is she like staying home and doing this little business, you know? But I wouldn't give it up for the world. I would not go work for a corporation. I don't like the grind. I've done that. You know, we lived in North Jersey. I drove into New York City every day. I sold for a, a company that sold medical equipment to all the universities and hospitals in New York City. And it was a grind. It was a grind. And it was no fun. And I'm like, if life, if this is life, I don't want to do it. You know, why do it? It's no fun. Now, did kids come into play and change your mindset? Absolutely. My, my kids are my heart and they're my everything. And you know, you're, you're a new dad. You will do anything for your kids. You will give them your legs, right? For your kids. If you'll do anything for us, I need you to watch my soon-to-be kid five days I, a week. Uh, oh, five days a week? <laughs> you, you said it. I got, we, we have you recorded <laughs> yeah, on here. We have yeah. you on Oh, there you go. I know. One of the biggest treasures in my life was last year. All my three kids got married. And this year now, I'm going to be, you know, I'm a grandmother. I'm going to be a grandmother again. And I love it. It's just, life doesn't get any better than that. I don't need millions, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't need to fly around the world. I just need my family around me and people to love. You have your hands in a lot of things. How do you stay organized and prioritize? Well, lots of calendars. Everything goes on my calendar. So I have a, this calendar called Artful Agenda. I used to have a paper calendar, but that was too cumbersome because in this day and age, everything's coming at you fast. People are texting you. Like somebody just texted me and said, hey, can we meet this week? Well, I don't want to run to my paper calendar. It might be home or in my purse or in my car. Everything's on my phone now. So my calendar's on my phone. And for me to remember things, I set alarms. I have alarms go off all different times of the day. This Zoom, that Zoom, this appointment. Sometimes I'll set it like a half hour early, like yesterday. I had to be at Starbucks for a one-to-one -one at 4 o'clock, set my alarm at 3.30. As soon as that alarm went off, I said, well, got to get ready to go. 
And so that's how I stay organized. So you're truly in your own sense, and at least in our world, uh, a pioneer in the whole work from home, work life balance and, and making it happen. Was there anyone else at the time doing what you were doing that you say, you know what, I can model that? Or did you just kind of carve it? Car that path no, out there were people in my industry that did that. And they were women just like me, successful women making six figures and staying at home. And really what we do is more part-time than it is a full-time job. I don't have to drive to work. I don't have to get up early. Don't have to be there for eight hours. Don't have to work with people that are miserable. A boss that, you know, is mean and nasty. I don't have to do any of that. So, um, I work with mainly women that are almost just like me. They're happy all the time. They're fun to work with. We can't wait to go away to conference. We have a ball. We actually go in two days earlier to party and have a good time. So it looks like the key thing here is, is leverage, right? Leveraging your time, leveraging your network. Tell us one of the things that you would tell the younger Debbie about leverage. Don't worry. I'm a worrier just by nature, I guess. I don't know. I worry about things and I overthink things. So I'm trying to take a step back from that. And that would be probably the biggest thing. Stop worrying all the time. It's all going to work out in the end. So that doesn't that doesn't change that 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 worry. No, it doesn't. But, you know, <laughs> but I'm getting there. That's self-talk, you know. Worrying shows that you care still. So, Mike, tell us about how mom has taught you the skills and, and tactics that you use today. Just hearing you and working with you every day, I can see where you come from, right? Tell us how yeah. she helped shape you. The energy. Um, people at BNI be like, oh, you have the energy just like your mom. So I think I've gotten that from you, and I see how you interact with people, and you're always happy and engaging, and I try to do that. I'm not happy all the time like you. I don't think anyone in this world is, but I definitely think those are the two big qualities. Is you always take the time to speak with people, get to know them, and you're, you always have that energy, which I think helps me being around people. It makes me more comfortable. And I love connecting people. I really do. And you know that now that you're a part of BNI, you know, connecting you with people in all the other chapters that I know that you can help them and they can help you. That's a good point because that's another thing I've kind of been doing with, especially with Billy, is trying to connect them to other, um, you know, thought leaders or people running their own companies so they, they can find that common synergy. And there's so many people out there that need what you have, you know. Maybe they don't know it yet. Yeah, I, I tell my wife all the time, it's kind of lonely because doing what you're doing, and unless you're in a, in a group, a network, or you put yourself out there, it can get kind of uh, boring at times, yes. you know, so. Yes, so that's where this networking group keeps everybody connected. And we do social events once a month. So we get to know each other in a different light. You know, so it's not all business. You're out having a couple of drinks. You're at a winery, a brewery, a restaurant. You're having fun. You're laughing. You're joking. And it's just, you know, you see people at a different level. And they become your friends. And they become your partners in business. How do you see the work landscape changing now? It's changing a lot. It's changing a lot. Um, I see a lot of kids coming out of college right now, and they can't find jobs because maybe they're, they didn't come out as a teacher or an accountant. And a lot of them are ending up in sales, which is okay. But college is not teaching them the soft skills that they need. They're shy. They're reserved. They're not good presenters. They're not good speakers. They don't, they don't show up on time when they're supposed to show up. These are all soft skills that BNI teaches you at our meeting. You have to be there. You get marked late. Just be there on time. It's an easy concept. And we hold people accountable for that. So I find when people, young people especially, aren't held accountable, they think that their excuses are good enough, but they're not. Because when those happen, you get a speaking to because 
those excuses ultimately affect the chapter as a whole and our numbers will drop. And we want everybody in there that made their investment to get the return on investment 10 times or more. You mentioned the, the younger generation. What advice do you have for them coming up into the uh, business world or becoming an entrepreneur or going out on their own? Learn soft skills. You're not going to learn it in college. You are not. Read books. Learn how to be when you're in public. There's a certain way of being where people will come up to you. Like we're down the beach a lot, and one guy there goes, your wife like knows everybody in the bar. They all come up to her. They're all, she's laughing. She's dancing. I met the singer of the band Friday night in the bathroom. I brought her out by us, and we're all talking and laughing. I'm hugging her by the end because she's got to get up to sing again. You just love people. You compliment them and they'll gravitate towards you and a good smile always helps I mean she's knocking these out of the park my God. <laughs> I don't have a lot to follow up on because I almost already know this about you right I've been around so I'm trying yeah. to layer this into someone who is maybe 24 years old uh -huh. and starting a family yeah. or they're just lost like hey, I'll give you a quick example like my, my wife and I you know we're having talks now for her to leave her job mm -hmm. and come join me in, in my business journey nice. because you know, we're not going to get this time back. And, you know, she's going through the grind, as we all have. And it sucks. It does. It sucks. It does. And when you're not, especially when you're not, we're at the point now we can be aligned and work towards many things together. And I'm not going to lie, like, you're an inspiration to us. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm more looking forward to her here in this podcast to be like, look, mm -hmm. look how Mrs. Carter did it, you know? Yeah. She figured it out, yeah. you know? It's, it's the unknown that scares people. And I think a lot of people are afraid to jump yeah. because of the unknown. And then 20 years go by and they... They look back and it's nothing that they want to remember. And yeah. I might have been one of those people that was afraid to jump to, but God gave me three kids that I love and I had no choice but to take that jump. How did you feel taking that jump? Scary. It was scary. You know, it was. Um, but I did it. You know, I said, well, how can we make ends meet? We'll cut back on our expenses. I'll try to make some more money and we'll make ends meet. Made being rational again. Um, and it worked. Did you ever have a thought of it maybe not working? No, maybe 1%, that little that little evil thing in your head, that 1% thing that's always going, ooh, but what if, but what if. But I learned one thing by reading all my books, that is your brain protecting yourself. So like they say, you know, go out of your comfort zone. Everything you want is on the other side. You got to make that jump. So I believe in making that jump. So you, you make the jump. Throughout the course of your career, I'm sure there's been some challenges. What are some well, notable challenges you so faced? So you have to be, well, challenges, I don't know. I was always a worker, you know, when the kids went to bed, my husband went to bed. I worked until 1 o'clock in the morning. I was a worker. Oh, from, Bill loves hearing that. Yeah, <laughs> from when I was, like I said, I worked, and Billy, you did too, working oh, in the still diner. does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I do man's hustling. I can't I mean, turn it off. You, yeah, you don't worked, sleep. You have a good work ethic. Yeah. You worked when you were young. Your, your family put you into the family business, and you knew how to work. You know how to deal with people. I mean, Billy, you light up a room when you come into a room just with your smile. Yeah. You look people in the my, eye. My mom tells you she's paid a lot of money for the smile. There you go. So there you go. It. He's yeah. our best marketing <laughs> asset at Orama. Yeah. I, I think the, the best experience, at least in from my upbringing, you know, I hated working early on. I remember we're outside playing, you know, football, Mike, and you make fun of me. He's like, dude, you got to go into the diner? What are you, what are you doing? You got to score this game when a touchdown. You got to go make salad? Uh, but I think, obviously, the work ethic was an important thing. You know, I had my family kind of, you know, the tough love of showing us, like, hey, we don't have what we have because we're lucky, right? We work for it. But the biggest takeaway was just learning how to deal with people. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's Especially right. Especially in a restaurant, front of house, back of house, customers, yes. Yes. complaints, yes. and just being able to think on your feet yes. and turn any 
dilemma or problem into to a win. And that's really helped me transform my, my, myself and my business, just, just that hospitality end of it. And I think the young kids that don't have that work ethic, that's a shame. You know, maybe their parents were too easy on them or whatever. It's called tough love, mm -hmm. right? You don't want to spoil your kids that they're going to mooch off of you for the rest of their life. You don't want that. Yeah. You know, I am so proud of my kids. They, they all went through college. They all got jobs. They married great people. What could I ask for? They never borrowed a dollar from me. Yeah, you, you stopped giving me money by the time I turned 18. <laughs> Remember, guys haven't paid for anything There you since. go, yeah. What the hell? Yeah, but look Pay at my you. cell phone bill, you know, I know. I always say, you know, our job and a role as a mother or parents is to raise responsible adults, right? And you'll appreciate your kids so much more when they're responsible adults. We know a lot of parents and I know a lot of grandparents that are raising their grandkids because their own kids are not responsible adults anymore for whatever reason. And I think that's a shame. I feel bad for those people. It's because they have a tougher life. There's that one saying that if you don't raise responsible kids, you'll raise theirs or something like yeah, that. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. But one thing I do have to say with BNI, I love the younger people now coming in to our chapters. Um, and I love helping them. They're, they're like sometimes a deer in the headlights. Like I just did a whole training today when they're like, wow, holy cow. So yeah. now I'm glad you brought that up because obviously me and Billy are part of BNI and yeah. it, it's very beneficial. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the people there are great. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of young people. So right. do you have any uh, advice for young people who are trying to start their own business? Get into BNI. Why should they? Because you're going to learn all those skills that you don't have. And BNI is going through a transition. BNI right now is like 37 years old. Our, our oldest member is tw was in BNI for 20 years. So, yeah, it's just the progression of life. You're going to see those, what I call old timers, you know, veterans in the business. They're eventually going to flush out. They don't have kids anymore. They don't, you know, they're not raising kids anymore. They don't have mortgages. They may not have car payments. They may have a vacation home. You know, their their house is paid off. They're ready to go live. They're in retirement, but they still have one foot in their business, and that's okay. But we need the younger people. I have some chapters that are young. They have young kids. They have mortgages. They have car payments. They want that beach house. They're hungry. And that's what BNI is getting now. So you're going to see it. You're going to see the old people eventually flush out and the new people coming in. And they'll eventually someday be old and flush out. That's life. That's just the progression of life, really, when you think about it. And so it is with our chapters. And I, I'll tell you, the older people, you know, 60, 50 and above, love the young people. They really do. One of the things I, I hear from a lot of, um, you know, people maybe our age who want to take the jump, they're scared, and they don't know what to do. The big thing is like, oh, I don't know what to do, right? What advice do you have for them? Do you have to be part of a company to get, get involved with BNI? Um, should you find time during off hours of your work schedule to find maybe a, a small business owner nearby and be like, hey, can I just come hang out in your business for a couple hours? What advice do you have for Absolutely. them? Because I hear that a lot. That is great advice because every small business owner right now is starving for anybody to help them out. They'll hire them. You know Jason from our chapter, all right? He They need to hire three people at Truist Bank. They can't find people that are skilled enough to be a teller or, or sit behind the desk there, and they're paying $50,000. So to go to Jason and say, hey, I'm not sure if this is for me. Can I hang out with you for a day? Let me see what it's all about. Roxanne in, our, in the insurance company, she's looking for help. 
all of these people are looking for help. So they would be glad to have anybody come and shadow them, do a little bit of the work, maybe answer the phone, whatever, and get a feel for what they like. Do you like banking? Do you like insurance, life insurance, whatever? It's all out there. What would you say to the, to the generation that doesn't find that very attractive, right? It's not, it's not sexy. There's no instant gratification, right? Because I start to see the, the separation now right, in front, right before our eyes, right? Like we're, we're in our mid-30s, Mike, we're approaching 40. We consider ourselves closer to the 40, 50, 60-year-old generation than we do to the generation 10 years behind us. Unfortunately. And it's because yeah. of the, that hard work and, and, and get your hands dirty mentality. And I see that for the young generation that wants to roll up their sleeves and get after it, it's, it's never going to be easier for them to be successful and to make money because it's out there for the taking. Yeah. But they're very far and few in between. Right. So how would you tell these business owners to make it attractive? Like, what would you tell them to pitch to the young generation? Be like, hey, this doesn't look, you know, being a teller at a bank is not great, right? but you're gonna learn skills that you're not gonna learn in college exactly. or whatever to take you exactly. to the next level. What would you tell the business owners to, to present that? So the business owners need to present it in a way that they need to look for somebody that's coachable and trainable. So those young kids need to be open. You know, maybe they grew up playing Sony PlayStation, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. They don't have those skills, but now they do have to go out in the workforce. So they have to acquire those skills. So I think the best thing would be is to, like we said, find somebody that could mentor you, that could train you, that could help you, but they can't be lazy. The big problem right now is a lot of these young kids are just so lazy, they don't want to work. And they're going to see a big difference with the people that aren't lazy, that are going out, creating their own businesses, making good money, versus them that go 20 years later go, wow, I really wish I did something like that. They're going to regret it. The daily battle against laziness, yeah. it's in everyone. What keeps the fire burning for you? I was never lazy. Like I said, never. You know, I could, I could exist on five hours sleep a night. I just, my mind keeps going, but I keep feeding it good stuff. Are there any challenges or milestones that you look forward to now? I mean, obviously you've been successful in what you're doing. You raise an amazing, beautiful family, got beautiful young grandchildren on their way. Um, what's next for, for Deb Carter in the next chapter? Oh, maybe some travel, maybe some travel. I'd like to go to Europe. My girlfriend lives in Ireland. I could stay there for free. All I have to do is fly there. I know, I know, I know. Um, and I and I think I might get there in the winter. Should, yeah, should. yeah, I'm going to go visit her. But I, I would say travel. Um, I would love to buy maybe another beach house, you know, somewhere in Florida or the Carolinas. Always have a goal. I always have a goal. I'm goal-oriented because I read all these books, and everybody that wrote every one of these books always had a goal. Well, keep reading more books. I want a beach house in Florida. <laughs> Come on, Deb. Yeah. How about one last question? What's your exit strategy? When do you plan on finally relaxing? Is that possible for you? No, I don't think so. I, I could continue on in my, you know, New York business because it is multi-level marketing. And the older I get, the m even more skills I'll acquire and I could help people. And I love helping people. Again, you're not working. Yeah, I'm not working. You're, you're it's being fun. You. Yeah, and you're as being long, you. God willing, as long as I have my health. But that's why I'm in the health industry. You know, I, I, take, I watch my immune system. I drink three different drinks a day um, that are good for you. Uh, just all that kind of stuff. So, Mom, any uh, final words for anybody, like I said, uh, 
you know, looking to make that leap, start a new business, just get out of the comfort zone? Well, okay, for those people that want to start a new business, the one thing is you're always in the people business. I don't care what you do, whether you're a plumber, an electrician, you know, somebody putting siding up on your house, it's all about the people first, whether it's the homeowner or whoever, whoever. Be kind to people. They will love you back and everybody's there to help you. And I think that's what this world is all about, helping one another. Awesome. And uh, where can people find you? Uh, we have great skin.neora.com. You do. You're 65. You got the skin of a 40-year-old. Thank you. And the energy, right? And you know I've always battled my weight. Um, that was something that I was born with, I guess. I don't know. But uh, I'm always looking to keep my weight under control um, because I don't want to be one of those people that need knee replacements and hip replacements and, and all that. So I'm really trying to take care of myself. I, I have a question because we didn't bring the, the other legend into the picture. Uh, Mr. Carter, right? Tell us the importance of having the support at home with your spouse because that can make or break your success. It can. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. He does a lot around the house. I have to say now he cooks a lot. He likes to vacuum. So the, I don't have to do a lot of the houseworking. We're going to, we're going to uh, mute yeah. this part out. So my wife doesn't hear that part. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I clean too. You're in trouble there, pal. He loads the dishwasher. He empties the dishwasher. A lot of times in the summer he cooks on the grill. So I don't have to cook. I might make a salad. Um, stuff like that. So he does a wash. He really does help a lot in that respect. That's because you're the business person That's in the right, house. Yeah. All right. So yeah. he's awesome. She's awesome. Well, he's semi-retired and I still have goals I'm shooting for, you know, he's kicking back a little and that's okay. You know, I mean, if he was as ambitious as me, I don't know where we'd be right now. You know, three houses in Florida. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, on, Dad. but he's just, you know, and I have to respect that, you know, I love it. I mean, you guys have always been inspiration to me, you know, from young age and yeah. We know we always look to your friends' parents or your parents, yes. right? Like you help keep us all in line. You yes. help set the example and the role models. And, and you guys have always been the parents that were like, you know what? The yeah. Carters are like our, our second mom and dad. <laughs> and, and as we get older, you don't realize the value that you bring That's to our lives yes. until you look back at it. You zoom out and you're like, wow, like look at what they've done. Right? Yeah. So I'm, Ex I'm, exactly. I'm very lucky to have you yeah. uh, in my life as well, well we yeah, for sure. Too. And it does. It takes a village. I think our neighborhood that we lived in, and, you know, we really wanted to move into this neighborhood when we moved down here. We checked out the school system, and and this was a nice neighborhood. And I think we connected with so many people. They would do anything for us, you know. If I needed an emergency, they'd be there like that. And that's what it's all about, people. It's the people. It's the people. All right, Bill, any other questions? This was super easy. <laughs> this was very efficient. Very well, thanks, guys. I, I love you both, and I love Mason here, yes. my, my son-in-law. Shout out to my wonderful brother-in-law, Mason. He's our audio expert. Mason is another one. He's got a million-dollar smile and a great personality. So Dana Such was a and, and Such very, a very musician, blessed. Second and a to none. Yes. Second to none. Yes. I know. Yep. Happy to have him on, on board. So, All right, well. Thanks for your time, mother. All right. Appreciate Love you guys. All righty. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. And before we go, don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Small Biz Buzz on your favorite podcast platform by hitting that follow or subscribe button. You'll never miss an episode and stay updated with the latest tips and tricks to elevate your small business game. And also, leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think of the Small Biz Buzz. 
Lastly, we also want to express our gratitude to all our listeners. Without you, this podcast wouldn't be buzzing with that energy. Your continuous support and feedback keep us motivated to bring you the best content week after week. Take care, everyone. Thank you.